0: Welcome, everyone, to the Friday edition of the Markets and Mortgages podcast. Always the best edition. That's right, because it's Friday. And how can anything be bad on a Friday? So we're going to start with mortgage rates because kind of surprised. we have a lot of surprising data to get to here this morning. So mortgage rates held for the week and this is now I think the third week in a row that we have seen very little movement at least with regards to the Freddie Mac weekly mortgage survey that's the data that I'm looking at um, because we're also talking about the mortgage bankers association data as well so the 30-year fixed average rate according to the Freddie Mac weekly survey was unchanged from the prior week no change at all at 3.55%. Now, that is still a little higher. 82 basis points higher than the same time one year ago. A little higher. (laughs) 82 basis points. Uh, The 15-year fixed week over week actually fell. Yeah, it's been a while since we've seen a decline. Uh, Three basis points to 2.77%, which is still 51 basis points higher than one year ago. So it's kind of interesting that we are seeing... A just complete brick wall when it comes to mortgage rates because of what's happening in the economy. We'll get to that a little bit later. However, Sam Cater, Freddie Mac's chief economist, argued that this leveling off is probably not going to last, and it's Kind of has a lot to do with what's going on with regards to the overall economy and Omicron and, that imp- and the impact that Omicron's having on the economy. Uh, Cater said the economy lost some momentum in January, leaving mortgage rates unchanged from last week and relatively flat for three consecutive weeks. The stagnation reflects the economic impact of the Omicron variant of COVID 19, which we believe will subside in the coming months. As economic recovery continues going into the spring and summer, mortgage rates are expected to resume their upward trajectory. And like I said earlier this week on Wednesday, we got some data from the Mortgage Bankers Association. And yes, they showed rates slowing, but they were still moving forward. But what's interesting is that their 30-year fixed is not as high with comparison to a year ago. For example, let me explain what I'm talking about the 30 year fixed from the mortgage bankers association was up three basis points this week to 3.59% and is now 67 basis points higher than one year ago so even though they're showing a higher rate it's actually not as high when compared to where we were a year ago and so you know every survey is different and you know everyone every day rates are moving around here and there so it depends on the day that you're getting this data. But it is interesting that the Mortgage Bankers Association is still showing rates sort of moving up. Freddie Mac had sort of hit a brick wall, but their rates are still higher than a year ago versus where the Mortgage Bankers Association is. So it just goes to show you just kind of how crazy everything is right now. Like I said, with the overall economy, with what's happening in real estate, just a lot of craziness that is currently going on. (laughs) <laughs> and be prepared for that. So I mentioned surprising data. This is jobs week. For those that do not know, this is we get all, all this job data uh, to start every month. And on Wednesday, we got the ADP report that was very surprising and that we were supposed to see probably around 200,000 jobs created. And they showed the economy losing 300,000 jobs in January. So a 500,000 job miss. Kind of a big deal. Pretty big one. Not that we haven't seen that all throughout this year. Big misses one way or the other. Usually to the negative, I will say. And we know that Friday's jobs report isn't supposed to be that great either. So it was interesting to see initial jobless claims move in positive territory. What? <laughs> it was kind of surprising. Uh, they did expect... A slight fall, but they actually fell a little bit more than expected. Initial jobless claims were two hundred and thirty eight thousand, a decrease of twenty three thousand from the previous week's revised levels. Economists had projected a smaller drop to two hundred and forty five thousand. This is for the week ending January the 29th. Continuing claims, unfortunately, did not beat expectations. That's for the week ending January 22nd. Continuing claims fell to 1.628 million, a 44,000 job decrease from the previous week's, or I should say, 44,000 claim decrease from the previous week's revised level. But economists had projected it to drop to 1.62 million flat so it didn't fall as much as they were projecting. However, Ian Shepherdson, chief economist for Pantheon Macroeconomics, said the week of declines is actually a good sign that the Omicron damage could be behind us, saying, quote, the second straight hefty drop in jobless claims continues the reversal of the Omicron hit. We expect claims to keep falling, though they'll likely be unchanged next week thanks to a seasonal quirk with new cycle, the new cycle lows likely in mid-March, about six weeks later than we would have expected in the absence of Omicron. So I mentioned Wednesday's ADP report and then the projections for Friday. It was just nice to see a good sign from the labor market. Uh, but like I said, Friday's not probably going to be that good. Uh, ben Castleman at the New York Times highlights The wide range of projections about Friday's report writing in the Times, quote, forecasters surveyed by Bloomberg expect the report to show that employers added 150,000 jobs in January, only modestly fewer than the 199,000 in December, which, of course, was a big miss. But there is an unusually wide range of estimates from a gain of 250, which that would be great, uh, to a loss of (laughs) 400,000. And this is thanks to the data for the report, the way it's collected. It was collected in mid-January near the peak of the wave of cases associated with the Omicron variant. So the report could be overly pessimistic because of when the data is collected, unfortunately. So even if the number is really bad, we can at least take some comfort in knowing that it's probably actually not that bad if, That makes sense. (laughs) So we're going to get non-farm payroll 830 this morning. Like I said, 150,000 created is the projection unemployment rate unchanged at 3.9%. Now, before we go, I did want to talk about something that's not happening in this country, but will have an impact, I think, in this country. And that is central banks in other countries made some decisions yesterday morning. We talked about it here on the program. And I said, look for some surprises. And I did think maybe it was going to be with the with the um, European Union, but it was with the Bank of England. So I was kind of right. I, I There was something surprising, <laughs> but it wasn't the bank that I thought. Uh, Tom Fairless, Isabel Coles, and Jason Douglas write at the Wall Street Journal that with economies in recovery – Concerns about inflation are coming to the fore. Central banks are weighing how to withdraw emergency policies that were introduced at the start of the pandemic without dampening growth. Much, much easier said than done. So what have we got? Well, we know here in the United States, the Federal Reserve in the January meeting said no rate hike, but to maybe expect one in March. They're never going to come out and say that. So it's kind of reading, you know, tea leaves, but Powell did say the committee did think to have a consensus when it came to a March hike. Well, here we are in February, and the Bank of England decided to raise its key interest rate for the second consecutive time. That's the first time they've done that, I think, since 2004. They are now looking at a key rate of 0.5%. A lot of it because they're concerned about inflation breaching 7% within the next couple of months. And here's what's really fascinating. So I think it was a five to four vote. But the other four votes were not against raising rates. They wanted to raise it to three quarters of a point. So they wanted a 50 basis point increase. So this wasn't an issue of people being dovish. This was hawks and then hawkish (laughs) shurs or people that are more hawkish that were involved because they're concerned about price pressures. And so the Central Bank of Europe, they left their rates unchanged, but President Christine Lagarde left the door open to an interest rate increase later this year, which is a 180 degrees from her position seven weeks ago. So she's starting to feel the pressure. They're starting to feel the pressure. And it was kind of funny because Lagarde had this comment about the The reason why, you know, the Bank of England announced that they were raising rates and Central Bank of um, Europe didn't, but she made this comment about, oh, well, you know, they're facing stronger price pressures because of Brexit. (laughs) I love the shade. She's like, take a little swipe. Take a little swipe at uh, at, um, England. Yeah, A little swipe. You shouldn't have left. You wouldn't have have to raise rates. (laughs) You left. Now you got to raise rates. So I think this is going to put pressure on Powell, and I think the 50 basis point, Projection that seemed kind of like a wild card just a couple months ago, and is now starting to get talked about more. I think it puts a lot of pressure on Powell raise rates. We got the Bank of England at 05 percent. I mean how how are we not there? So I think Powell and the Federal Open Market Committee. I think the fifty basis point increase gets a looks a little bit more likely, and could be now the major projection. And that could be the likely projection, I should say. So I think it puts pressure on them. No doubt about that. All right, we got to go. You guys enjoy your weekend. Don't forget, later today, uh, or not, you know, a couple hours, we'll be getting the non-farm payroll. We'll be talking about it on Monday's pod. But you guys enjoy your weekend. Enjoy your Friday. And we'll see you back here on Monday for another edition of Markets and Mortgages. And as always, do not wait to buy real estate. You buy real estate and wait.